Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Belle Vie. I am your host, Monday Young, life and expat coach. And today I am really happy to be talking with Augustine Blaisdell, an author of Women a la Mode, which is a deeply personal memoir about writing a book about feminists in Paris. Augustine was stuck for answers in the state, and she embarked on an impulsive journey to France and what she found would redefine feminine forever. Um, she also leads an international literacy literacy salon online, as well as teaches courses such as French Feminists on the Beach, Counterpoint, and Writing into the Unknown. So what we're going to be talking about today is about finding your identity as a foreign woman in France. And um I'm, I have been reading her book and I have been really enjoying it. So I can definitely tell you that there are some very insightful, meaningful things and funny things also in there. So I'm really happy to welcome Augustine. Hello, Augustine. How are you? Hi, Monday. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so here. glad to have you here. <laughs> uh, but like I said, yeah, I've been reading your book and uh, as you know, as much as I can with a three year old, but <laughs> I've been getting <laughs> sure. And I, I really that. have been learning so much about um, the so much about women activists in France for for human rights and defining them. And so I'm really getting educated. And it's also very funny. So I've been really, like, <laughs> really educated and um and I and I and I think it's a really new way to look at a country like through the eyes of like the the things that help us to be free people and live the lives we want. Oh great. I love that. Yeah. Love and that. so I want you to give us a little bit to tell us a little bit about why how did you how did you your ex your your abroad journey how did you how did you start why did you come to paris why did you write about feminism um yeah well it was always a dream right my father and my mother are both very creative my father's an artist and they took me to france when i was four and six and i always admired that european artistic lifestyle and I wanted to be a writer ever since I can remember, like nine or 10, I started keeping a journal. Something convinced me that I was good at it and I loved it. And so ever since then, it's been a dream. And in 2008, I applied for a Fulbright grant to okay. go um, because I wanted to write a book and where do you write a book in Paris? And Everybody wants to write a book in Paris, right? <laughs> dream. Yeah, I mean, James Baldwin was my hero. And oh, right. And, you know, just so many American expats and Hemingway, obviously, and the Fitzgeralds. And, and so there's, you know, that romance and, yeah, wanting sure. and that freedom. And, and so uh, in the process, you had to find a mentor. And I wanted to write something that would help women. And I, I didn't think we were where we should be. Okay. And I wanted to do something to help. You know, what could I do? And writing was what I could do. And so just, you know, serendipitously, I looked to Simone de Beauvoir. And yeah. on a quote on Wikipedia, I, you know, down the rabbit hole, I found Claudine's website, you know, they had quoted her, right. And my mentor, Claudine Monte, 
and I wrote her and said, will you be my mentor? And she happily agreed. And we spoke the next day. And then we started an email correspondence. So just in, and for people who don't know who Claudine is, she's also an author, right? Yes, she's the author of soon to be 10 books. Wow. Her newest book is about to be published um, okay. in a week, in, two, in a week or two. Really. Right, right. And, um, and she's written, I think, eight on Simone. And um, actually, it's quite, you know, magical that we're doing this today is this is the anniversary of Simone de Beauvoir's death. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's, April that's... 14th. And so, um, Serendipity. So, yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's a magical, you know, maybe a very, yeah, significant day, a significant day. And so she's written eight books on Simone alone and some other biographies. And, um, and was also on the other side was um, worked as a minister of foreign affairs. She's been awarded the Knight of the Legion of Honor. Okay, so that's and a good good mentor to have. She's got exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just um, so altruistic and just wanted to transmit the wisdom mm. that she had learned from Simone and the and the gratitude and the graciousness of of intergeneral um, intergenerational feminism. And right. How really right. women helping other women. Yeah, and that's yeah. what Simone had done for her. And so, um, and so she now, I've tried to read some Simone uh, Beauvoir books, um, which were quite yeah. challenging. I must say they are, they are, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm very sad to say I did not ever make it to the end of any one of them, but I did understand huh. that there there's, you know, that they're very in depth. And what I can say is that what I liked about your book, it was a little bit more approachable for me, like to understand. Yeah. On a, on a different level. So let's talk a bit about your book. I want you to tell me, you know, what, what will people find in there? You know, for me, what I found was an enlightening view about one, a process of living abroad in France, but also about just a world inside of Paris that's going on that I had no vision of, you know? Oh, in great. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, Claudine and I became extremely close. I came for three months just to meet her. And I did an apartment swap. And after three months, I said, oh, I got to do one more year. I got to do one more year. And now it's turned into 12. And um, initially, I thought I would write these sort of didactic, you know, essays, what we should do. But really, you know, I never imagined that I would learn French. You know, when I first came, I never thought in a million years that, you know, I would be become fluent in French. People said, oh, it takes three years to become fluent. And I said, oh, I'll never be here that long. And, you know, but, yeah. but you end up making it work, you know, um, and you just keep, um, yeah, keep, keep trying to figure it out how you can make the dream, the dream work. And, for me, the biggest takeaway from my book that I really, um, I really hope people get is to really be curious about the language that the media mm. uses and even women's organizations, you know, right. um, really how we, how we report things, you know, um, uh, that, you know, women are murdered, but it's really, it's really men are murdering women. We really have to, you know, yeah, um, yeah. put Thanks. put the 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 system, the oppressor 
in the phrase and that's in the context because yeah. they yeah in the context that's that's one of the really important um and you see it now i mean it's you know sure currently i mean there's a lot of a lot going on and they still kind of you know women are being murdered and raped it's in the ether right it seems yeah. like there's no blame but it's really we, we have to it's it's really crucial to say don't people um, are becoming murderers. This is this is really yeah, important yeah. thing to say. And the other aspect for ourselves is that you know that's from the title. Um, and I had the luxury to think about this and to write yeah. about it for years yeah, and to yeah. work with Claudine on it and to interview specialists in the field. And that's the way to help other women is to really take care of yourself. Yeah. And this was before like self-care was a thing. And, yeah, you yeah, know, sure. Yeah. Before, um, is 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 that's from the title Women a la Mode, you know, it's tongue in cheek. In America, a la mode was invented by housewives who wanted it to be fancy and it was French. And there's a lot of um love and admiration between the French and Americans. And um, so that's, and, but in, in France, a la mode is in fashion. And so it works on both levels is, you know, ice cream is just really a metaphor that we are well-fed, that we are being taken care of, yeah, right. which is something that not all women have the luxury to be well-fed, be taken care of, and not taking care of themselves. And we take care of lots of people and can, and can forget to take care of ourselves. Exactly. Right. And right. my girlfriend Aishin always says you can't pour from an empty cup. cup. And I yeah. always think that that's Too really true. crucial, you know. For and us. so how many women, how many uh, women sort of who, who are who are actively um, working to improve uh, feminine, you know, women's conditions, you know, in the world? How many did you interview to to write your book? Oh, boy. Um, I would say at least over 20. Wow. Wow. Yeah. At least over 20 to 20 to 30. And, um, and I'm very lucky. I have, you know, connections and one person led to another person. And it was really quite fascinating because initially I started with friends of Claudine yeah. in France and I would go with a translator because I didn't speak any French. French yeah. And yeah. Try to figure it out. And I had no idea what they were saying and I did it anyway. And, now it's quite interesting to rewatch those videos and understand what was being said. Um, I mean, my translator was fabulous, but still it makes a difference when you sure. can understand um, the actual conversation. And then in the meantime, feminism really changed in the in what way that I worked on this. Well, when I left in, in New York, I was living in New York at the time, I was working as an event planner. And I had lots of women friends who worked, but they would always say, a I'm a feminist, but like a feminist with a disclaimer. Right. And I tell the story in the book, you know, I, I went to Columbia and I went to right the week before I left and I met all these literary agents and people. And I said, I'm going to meet this woman who knew Simone de Beauvoir and, you know, she's, <laughs> she's agreed to be my mentor for feminism. And they said, oh, you know, that's nice. Yeah books about feminism they don't sell mm. and so that you know that's really part of the title is that when when it's when feminism is in fashion we make our greatest success we make right. our greatest advances right. 
Right. And, you know, we have a lot to think. Because I know, I, I know in the book you were saying there was a time, you know, feminist, and even maybe still now, it's like a dirty word. It kind of, it evokes certain emotions when, when, when people say that. It's kind of almost like saying a right, a right-winged woman or, you know, really right, 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 like extreme. And what I liked about your book was, and in sort of your dialogue with these um, different women, is that it really gives a deeper and more uh how can i say that a deep it gives you a deeper look into what that word actually means and oh, and that and it put a softness around it for me and it really gave a a highlight about how much effort that i take for granted as a woman now someone put in for me to be able to to be free and to do what i'm doing and to live in a safe environment and um because in france i i had watched a documentary about women's about women's rights in France, and I was shocked to find that so many so many things came came on came late. Like I think it was like in '93 when they finally declared rape an actual crime. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's stuff like Certain that that, you... that are so surprising. You're like, really? <laughs> I mean, oh my it's still books, women aren't allowed to wear pants, but no one, you know, is really. Yeah. And also, you know, at the current moment, there's the debate over when is the legal legal age of of sexual consent, because in France, they don't have one. So because with all these new books coming out about um, uh, underage, underage people being in, in sexual relations with uh, with adults, they can't really have any justice because there's no laws around what is considered an exactly. adult in France. Yeah. And so it's really those things I think you take for granted that you don't think about that. I think this was a nice reflection around. So what I want to know is how did this journey change, you know, um, what it means to be a woman or finding your own journey to your definition as a woman in France. How did this, how did, how did that journey change you? Yeah. I mean, I, I was just like that, you know, it was a hard time admitting, you know, to be a feminist, you know, I think I started out and I, I was squeamish about the word also, but it's definitely necessary that we proclaim it and we proclaim it loud and we proclaim mm. it big mm. Mm. and I think also I I had for me the the greatest self-discovery is like the guilt of privilege the guilt mm. of of being you know being able to go to France being able to have the luxury to write a book being mm. able and but that guilt can make you want to hide and feel small Um, that you've been fortunate, that you've been lucky, um, however you want to phrase it. Right. Um, But in fact, but making yourself small or not being visible or hiding your voice or hiding your good fortune, um, you know, is not helping anyone, (laughs) least of all yourself. Right. And, and you do have to be visible. And even if you're scared, you have to do it anyway I mean you know and money has nothing even to do you know you can be blessed with tons and tons of money and still have privilege and and still not um embrace it it and use it to help yeah that's and I think that's really the responsibility you know we have is to find our gifts and how our gifts 
can yeah. add value to the mm -hmm. world is by is by showing those gifts is by making sure and I, and what i like more now these days is sort of the environment around women is that we're trying to lift each other up instead yes. of being into competition with each other which was sort of yes. what it I, I mean, I still think that that exists, but I think that oh, yeah. that that narrative is definitely changing in in the business world. That it's it's that we understand the importance that if if one is if one wins, we all win. Like we, you know, it opens that it opens that um, door to opportunity. You know, once woman one woman gets in there, and then another, and then another, and then another. Yeah, and, it's definitely changing. It's definitely changing, but it wasn't it wasn't how I was raised and it wasn't, yeah. I mean, you definitely were, it was a strategy, right? Yeah. That was people in competition. They're, they're, you know, that's how people control you. Also. Exactly. Yes, so, yes. um, you know, I mean, I was raised by very, very, very independent women. I And they, they really enjoyed their independence. I had that example growing up that my, um, you know, my mother always told me, you always need to be able to support yourself. I don't care if you marry the richest man in the world, you need to be able to take care of yourself or else someone has the power over your life. And that is basically the way that I've been able to always feel secure so that no matter what happens, I know I can take care of myself. And that's a really powerful feeling. Um but I want to talk to you a bit about for you when you came to France, you know, as an American, you know, a lot of people, a lot of because I work with, you know, lots of uh, expats and a lot of people try to assimilate instead of sort of integrate. So like they try to become like a French woman instead of sort of uh, just integrating the culture into their actual unique identity to add to it. So right. how, how was it for you? Did, did, did you, at first, did you try to assimilate and then like, okay, forget that I can't do that or. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, you know, I never, well, in Paris, right. No, the rumor is like, no one smiles. And as an American, right. it's <laughs> always huge smiles. I, I mean, you know, Me I mean, too. You're all I'm a big smiler as well. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, I bought like the Mariner shirt, but to try to subvert the, the cliches of having a baguette and saying voila, but they do do that also, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the, the striped the shirt smoking is so popular. And the, and the Diet Coke and, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was a smoker when I moved, so that maybe wasn't yeah. easy. But some parts, no, I mean, I'm not incredibly fashionable. I still wore these like comfortable, not attractive. Shoes. <laughs> no, I did never, I had many girlfriends, you know, I had a friend who worked at Louis Vuitton and they, you know, they were very, you know, got into it. Um, and and I, I was never able to do the fashion side of it per se. Maybe now it's, you know, I've adopted more of it. Um, but but not speaking French, yeah, that it's it's tough. It's tough um, because you can't. I mean, I don't feel you can really adopt adopt it or integrate it until you know you you can you can express yourself. So once right. that happens, that makes a huge um, that makes a huge difference. And 
yeah, now, I mean, I almost, there's so many things I've done in France that I've never done in the States. I've had children here. Such as? I mean, right, I've okay. had children here. I've bought apartments here. I've started a business here. I mean, all of that adult life. I don't even really know in America now. But what do you, what would you, do you think there is a difference between French and American? And aside especially from, on aside the approach, from wearing matching lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their approach to feminism. Is there a different way of looking at um, feminism as a, you think, be, between uh, Americans and French women from your experience? They say, I think that there's a lot of admiration on both sides. You know, I think that French women really admire Americans and American women, you know, really want to be or admire French women. Uh, but, you know, they've said, I've, I've read articles where they've said that the French women have somehow maintained a certain like femininity for whatever that means or being able to play the woman card. Um, But I think, that, you know, it's a tough comparison because there are so many advantages that, that the French, French women have that Americans still don't have. Yes, such as, what, what, such as um, you, know, uh, you know, free daycare, health care, maternity mm, um, mm, leave. Mm. I mean, these are, you know, vacation. Uh, yeah. These are mm. national laws in france and they're not national laws yeah and that's something that's that's really that's really interesting when you say that for 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 daycare uh because i think in france you don't really get three months but you can extend to six you can even extend to a year you could even go to three months. years if you want not all of it's paid right uh it, it you know it goes down but they can't give away your job like you can you can come back yeah. and i had a girlfriend because i was in the military and she had triplets Oh, wow. And they still gave her only six weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's of maternity leave. And then they sent her to Saudi Arabia, which is normal. I mean, she's a soldier and, and it comes with that. But at the same time, it's like six weeks yeah. is nothing when you're no. holding like a little person. They're barely. I mean, they can just lift their neck at six weeks. It's yeah. Crazy, so. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely, you know, in France, there's a structure, whether you're a man or a woman, that really yeah. thinks about the family and keeping that unit strong um, and how important that actually is. And and in the States, I think that's where we're falling a bit short, um, is, is really caring for each other, making sure yeah. that we're creating healthy and strong environments and families for the next generation, our children and things and things like that. Yeah, I always, I mean, to me, it seems, you know, France really puts um, family first and the state still really puts work first, you know, and if you have time, you do family. And so that to me is always a major, you know, philosophical difference, because if you ask a French person, oh, what do you do? They'll tell you, oh, I go to the movies or I go for walks or I'm interested in this. But if you ask an American, what, what do you do? they assume you mean for your, for their work, you know? And so I do find that's, um, that, that's, you know, that's a, that's a difference. And so I think the states are starting to change, hopefully with the new president. And there's definitely talk of, of getting um, daycare, you know, uh, you know yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and we have our first female vice president so you know exactly so we're going in the we're going in the right direction but if you could so if you what advice would you give for a woman who maybe has a hard time identifying with the word feminist um I mean, I think you you look at the advantages. I mean, it depends where in the world you are. Obviously, right, that's right. very important. Um, but but many of the advantages, like you say, that you, you somewhat take for granted, the ability to have your own bank account, to mm. have your passport. Yes. To, um, to drive. In some places, drive, they can't even right. drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, to even show your but, face or to... That, or to be to out vote. at night. Yeah, some places women night. can't be out at night. Right, without a guardian. Mm. Um, yeah, so so if you're experiencing those rights, you know, in, in, in France, there was the Napoleonic Code, which pretty much took away all of the rights that women had up until the 1800s right. and okay. made them equivalent of less than children. You know, wow. pretty much just like- The people minor... who give birth to everyone yeah. is- We're pretty much <laughs> legally, we're like the status of insane people. We're the status right. of lower than minors. I mean, lower than the children, lower than, you know, they really have- um, really incredible document. So, and everything is still based on that. Many countries have based their laws on that. So the fact that you can own property, that you can start Mm. a business, that you can have a bank account, that you can have access to birth control, to abortion, any of those rights are from the hard won um, fight uh, of women, of of feminists who have come. And I think there's such a sisterhood that is developing that mm, the minute mm. that you do embrace the word and embrace the feeling yeah. in, a, in a strong, empowered way, I think there's no way you can say anything else, in fact, right, because right, right. there is so much love. So we should, yeah, we should all be, I think, I think feminist, what I, is, is basically what you said, is like, is, should be thought of more as a sisterhood. Yes right? A sisterhood where we're all fighting to make sure that we are all being cared for in this world that we're living in and that no one is abused, marginalized, or uh, stepped upon just because of, of their gender, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So we, unfortunately, we're yeah. coming to the end of our time, but I would like you, you know, for all those women who are an artist singing about moving to France and writing a book and, you know, touching their inner feminine, what's some of the three advices you would give them the best way to navigate, you know, you know, starting their, their journey ab- abroad here in France? Yes. I, I definitely think, you know, learn French, (laughs) try to learn French, and you don't have to take just French classes, you can, you know, take a cooking class or put put yourself into opportunities um, where you you, um, have a chance to speak and to practice French if you're you're coming to France. Uh, Also, um, which leads in, they're all interconnected, really, because, you know, find some girlfriends, some sisters, uh, that's really how I think, you know, people to, you know, women to bavar with, which is to kind yeah. of like gossip yeah. and chat with, is yeah. really to have support that sisterly yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important to have a support system, and there's so many available. I mean, there's so many Facebook groups. There's so many 
there's so many opportunities um, to connect and to use the magic of social media to ask questions and people have been through it before. And, um, and then, yeah, to follow your interests. I think once you find whatever it is that fascinates you to really pursue it um, in, in a foreign country, in your own country, because that's gonna lead you like we were talking before, you know, to connections, to building, you know, a building a community of like mm-hmm. people. And, and all of those, you know, no, I, think that's, I think those yeah. are great advice. And those are ones I would give people the same. So I definitely, you know, certify those three pieces of advice. They're definitely good yeah. ones. And I would but, write it down, no. you know, write down the journey, you know, really, because yeah. it'll be interesting, you know, to. And it's so wonderful to go years. back and read. Yeah your journey because sometimes you forget you're like oh yeah you know I did do that I did you know and 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 I think writing is a very powerful is a very powerful tool and it it is also a way for us to share experiences with ourselves that we may have forgotten over time to see how much we progress and then to share that with other people and everything everything can be writing for yourself you know no, I couldn't agree more. Well, Augustine, I thank you so oh, thank much you for coming so much, and sharing baby. your unique journey with us is what it's I can so say. Funny. And for all of those listening, um, you will find on any of my sites, either Instagram, Facebook, on the WRP website, all the um, information to 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 purchase her book and um and how you can get in touch with her should yeah. you be interested in any newsletter. of the courses. Yeah, <laughs> well, her newsletter. She well. has a great newsletter and any of her courses. Um, but I will be putting all of her information and social media handles in the description. And I would like to thank everyone for listening to us today here on WRP. And I look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you. Bye, Augustine. <laughs> Bye.